Genesis Avalon. Episode 38, The Chapter When I First Met You. I'm told all the time that regret is unhealthy, but necessary. I think Fulton Osler said it best. We crucify ourselves between two thieves. Regret for the past and fear of the future. I am afraid of what will happen when I am gone. I regret so many things. And I find myself replaying everything I've done over and over. Then again, this is a pattern. I act, then I react and I constantly wonder if I could have changed the actions I made. Don't you find that funny? Everyone assumes that those who are older are going to know more, act better, and think through all of the options. <laughs> but the fact is, I think I spent my entire life looking to hope that the older people would give me direction. As Avalon, I was very reckless. I acted out of grief, out of petulance, and a sense of loss that I couldn't even understand. I had cut ties with my family when I left Seattle with Jake and Francesca, except for my sister. But she was in school, and my parents made it impossible for her to stay in touch with me. Obsidian had not given up on trying to locate us. However, Jake was grieving and he did not need the additional burden of a young, inexperienced Avalon to coach. Which was why when we arrived in New York City, I bought him the plane ticket back to Heathrow. And I chose to remain in the city, on my own. I got the first job I could find which wound up being a waitress at a very high-end restaurant on Wall Street. I was attractive and attentive, so the tips were good, and I was able to afford a reasonable-sized apartment. The first few months were very difficult, because I was working. But thankfully, not because of demons. They would come later. Canunos! When the attacks did begin, they were slow to start. I think for the first two years or so, I typically found a demon somewhere in the city, maybe every couple of days. Because it seemed so calm. So manageable. I found myself meeting people and trying to have a normal life. I think I was compensating for the loss of Francesca. I needed someone. Anyway, so when I met Leanne, I should not have been surprised. Asara, you know, what kind of name is that? It sounds so exotic. 
My parents were big into flower power and Eastern pot. I see. Oh, well, it's great to meet you. Oh, and I should remember to be sociable here. This is my brother, Chris. Hi. Nice, nice to meet you. I never expected to meet Chris, and I certainly never expected to get married to him. It was so... picket fence. The wedding was quick, maybe nine months of dating, and before I knew it, we had a very nice place in Bayside, and he had a job that gave him somewhat late hours. Noir grudgingly agreed to pretend to be just a pet in Chris's presence. I think that was harder on him than he ever let on. The demon attacks happened mainly in the evening, on the occasion, so I never had to explain it. Until his job cut hours, and the demon attacks stepped up. Where the hell have you been? I was out. You were out? And, and you didn't think to call? I, I've been worried sick. There was an accident in the tunnel, and they, they were reporting all these casualties, and then you were supposed to be home four hours ago. I come home, the place is a wreck. The, the back door has been wrecked. I, I, I thought you... Chris, stop it. I'm fine. <clears throat> no. No, no, you're not. What's wrong? I don't want to talk about it. Jesus Christ, what happened to you? Oh, oh, oh my god, Sara. I have repeatedly asked you not to call me Let that. me see you. T tell me what happened, I I'm gonna call the cops. Nothing happened to me. I just... I fell. Y you fell? What'd you, what'd you fall into? Someone's fist? Nothing happened! I don't want to talk about it! I don't want you to save me, I don't want you to nitpick over me, and I want you to just leave me alone! Son of a bitch! I wasn't even angry with him. I was angry with myself. It was a fight that had gone very badly. And while I couldn't tell him that the back door had shattered because I had to throw a demon out of the house, and then transform to lure it away to the tunnel, I wish I had told him things. I wish that I had just been honest. I would have made things so much easier. Especially when Leanne found out. Asara! Are you home? You better get down here. God damn it, Asara! Where the hell are you? I was... I was sleeping. <laughs> really? Is that why you look flushed? And your hair looks like it went through a jet turbine? Because <laughs> to me, that looks like you were fighting those bizarre demons that the government is trying so very hard to cover up. Demons? Don't be ridiculous. Uh, oh, no, you don't. Don't you dare try to act like I didn't just see what I did. I don't know what you... I saw you fly in. Just... Whoosh, right into the window upstairs. I thought I'd gone crazy at first, but you know what? It's starting to make a lot of sense. I cannot believe that you have kept this from me. I, I can't believe that Chris would just let... Chris doesn't know. He what? You heard me. Oh, dear God. Did you have a plan to tell him? It hasn't come up. Bull. He thinks you're cheating on him. He thinks you're being abused. Talk to him. No. He doesn't need to know. I don't want him to know. Lee, you're my best friend, and it killed me that I couldn't even tell you. 
but it's too complicated. There's too much at stake. I don't want you or him getting hurt. Chris is hurt. You are hurting him by lying. You are hurting me by lying. You selfish bitch. He loves you, and you're running off every night to go and get yourself killed? Be honest! I'm sorry. It took a very long time for Leanne and I to even begin to patch things up. She became involved in my life as Avalon as much as I didn't want her to. Her knowledge of mythos and history was important to my duties as Avalon. And she could always tell when I had a question that I wanted to ask but couldn't. There was something going on, I just didn't know what. The six months of Lee and I working together to solve this mystery made it seem like things were getting better. Even though Chris and I were not. I pulled away from him, practically isolating myself from anything that did not involve being Avalon. And then, of course, I met Owen. No! Oh, so, so sorry. <laughs> Don't apologize. It's my fault completely. Hi. My name's Owen. Owen Locke. Uh, now you know who you can sue for your medical bills. <laughs> what a bad idea. From the moment I met him, I should have known that something was wrong. That he wasn't going to be what I wanted him to be. Too good. That was the problem, though. He was exactly what I wanted. You know, you have been at this bookstore every day for the last month. Coincidence? Oh, maybe I like the view. <laughs> or maybe I just have an intense love for mythology like you. Or, well... Maybe I just really like your number. <clears throat> I... I suppose I could do that. Uh, no harm in it. Well, <clears throat> I did notice the ring. That's why I haven't asked. It, um, doesn't matter. It's, it's not really what you think. And that is living dangerously, my dear. I think I've been living far too safe, thank you. I should never even begun to talk to him. Things just went completely out of control before I even had the chance to realize what had happened. So much was going on. We were talking, flirting with the line we didn't want to cross, and, and Chris was growing angrier. Leanne figured it out before I did. The connection that Owen and I had. She was livid. You have to understand that nothing happened between me and Owen during my marriage. I was falling out of love with my husband, but I don't really think that not meeting Owen would have changed that. I suppose that there was the chance that if I had been honest with Chris, maybe there would have been a chance, but... It wasn't a life I wanted. I didn't want to have to run away and fight all the time and leave him wondering whether or not I'd come home alive. And I realized that I never had a plan or an intention with Owen. So I don't think I ever realized the possibility of what divorce would be. 
And then another relationship. It just... It never crossed my mind. Yeah, that's because things never cross your mind. What the hell did you just say to me? You don't think about other people. You sure as hell don't think about me. So you know what? I'm not even sure why you're still here. We're married. So you noticed. Finally. You act like I didn't see that you're not wearing your goddamn wedding ring. I, I don't know what you're talking about. Of course you don't. You, you never do. It's always, what are you talking about, Chris? What did you just say to me, Chris? You're being crazy, Chris. I, I don't know what you're talking about, Chris. I am so sick of this. Why the hell are you still married to me if you don't love me? I... I don't know. Wow. I know you want me to say that I do love you and that I want this to work, but... I don't. This was a mistake. You were way too young, and I just... I can't be the wife you want me to be. So you're just gonna give up? Like that? Sorry. You should take your ring back. I don't want the ring. I want my wife back. I'm sorry. I've made a lot of mistakes, but getting married was definitely one of the worst. And not because it affected me or because I was unhappy, but because I let someone put all of his faith and dreams and hopes for the future into me, and I... I was never even honest with him. I know I hurt Chris by marrying him more than I ever could have. I just turned him down. Leanne says he's married again, has a son who's turning ten this year. I'm glad. I don't know what I would have done if I hadn't been able to call you. I really don't. Are you sure about this, sis? Of course I'm sure. And even if I wasn't, the opportunity to change my mind is gone. So the lawyer settled everything officially? Yes, which is why we have to finish packing. I said I'd get the last of my things before noon today. At least, that was what Leanne said before she verbally backhanded me. I'm sorry? <laughs> I don't think there's much left to pack, though. This should be the last of it. Okay. <sighs> Sis, are you ready to go? Yes. Yes, I am. <clears throat> Let's, uh, you take the rubber bin, and uh, I'll get the dolly. Sure thing. <clears throat> Your stuff weighs a metric ton. Thank you for helping me. I know Mom and Dad probably had an earful for you. They still think you're part of some cult or something, but I know you're not. Whatever you're doing, whatever you've done, you're my big sis, and I'm always gonna love you and try to help you out. <laughs> Come here. I am so glad you're here. So am I. Now come on, let's go move you in.
Are you sure about this place? It looks a little run down. It might not look like much, but it's big, and it'll be perfect for me to keep practicing martial arts. Also gives me a great view over the city. If you say so. It's gonna have like six billion years of dust in it. I wouldn't be surprised, actually. So, what do you want to do with this place? I'm not sure. Think maybe put some wood sliding doors where this old rusty thing is? Hmm. See if I can head down to Chinatown and pick up some good mats for the floor. Although, I do like the wood. I think it just needs refurbishing, and uh. There's a large enough area here where I could put my bed. There's a kitchen, a bathroom, a balcony. And I think that's about it. Aww, you have a pet project now. Yes. Yes, I do. I think it will definitely be a good thing. <laughs> then I guess I better start grabbing the rest of your stuff. It's hard to believe that this place used to be that old, rundown studio apartment. Seemed so hopeful then, as if it was waiting for the right touch to bring it to life, as though it was only waiting for the right person to help for me to teach. What are you packing here, bricks? <laughs> Don't look at me. I didn't do the packing. Tara, who's with you? Uh, hi. Hi there. Name's Sam Tyler. Hello. I'm... You're Sarah, aren't you? How did you... I didn't tell him! No, sorry, it's just uh, a friend sent me. I think you know Jake. I'm a... I'm sort of his replacement. Oh. Ugh. Sam. Master of creating trouble for himself. He couldn't have been older than 16 when I met him. And of course, the moment he realized that his new mentor was going to be an attractive woman much older than him, he was impossible to deal with. <laughs> and of course, while he was in the middle of trying to try out every new pickup line he had on me, he was also testing them out and succeeding with my sister. I do not have an answer for you, sir. Not one you want, anyway. Of course you do. Tell me what you think. About you dating my sister? I don't care what you do, Sam. I care about what she does. And she is too old for you, and you and I both know that you're not serious about her. I don't know that. Why do you have to treat me like a kid? I'm not a kid. Oh, yes you are. <laughs> Oh, can we just change the subject, please? You brought it up. But gladly. You're not trying hard enough. Well, I think I bloody well am. <laughs> it is simply not possible that Jake could have taught you that badly. Maybe. <clears throat> Maybe I just have a weakness for pretty girls. That's a weakness that will get you killed. Now come on. Up. Up, up. Can we take a little break? A cup of tea or something? You really think I'm going to agree to that? 
I hope so, because I'd really like to hang out with you guys when you're not beating each other up. <sighs> Feel free. <clears throat> he is a horrible student. Oi! Ah, don't let her get to you. Sorry, just always a tease like that. Especially with guys that she knows I'm dating. Don't remind me. Well, you know, Sarah, all you have to do is say the word in <clears> the... <throat> wow, jerk. I'm teasing. Mostly. Sam! <laughs> oh, God. Sam was a problem waiting to happen, Tara. Why didn't you stay away from him when I told you to? He was reckless. Careless, but he was too young for you. And I put you way too close to the line of fire. I'm not leaving town just because you say so. It's dangerous, and you know it. You've heard the rumors. <laughs> you mean the ones about the vigilantes that run around fighting some sort of vampires or something? Yeah, I heard about them. And I also heard that the government won't let them actually publish anything about what's really going on. It's all the more reason for me to stay. It's all the more reason for you to go and be safe and not snoop around and get in trouble. What about Sam? What about him? We're dating, Asara! I'm not gonna up and leave him, and he's certainly not gonna come with me. He likes it here too much. You are 20, and he is 16. Do you realize how bad that age difference is? You two are on two completely different levels of maturity, and you shouldn't be with him. Not to mention that here, that's illegal. He's legal where he's from. You don't get to tell me what to do, Asara. Get over it. I should never have let you stay. The moment I understood that Lilith had followed Sam from England to the States, I should have told you to go right back to Seattle. But I didn't want to ruin our friendship. I wanted you near me. More than I thought about your safety. Lily, you don't care about Avalon, it's me you want. Oh, come on, you follow me all the way from England, I'm sure you want me. Oh, but I do so love having my cake and eating it, too. I'm going to make sure you're mine. And her, too. Hassan, Hassan! No! Hang on, Sam. <laughs> you whore! Where is Obsidian, Lilith? If you're here, your brother normally isn't far off. Oh, please, as if I do everything because he says so. Hang on, Sam. I'll get you out of this. <laughs> Sam? Tara, get out of here! Avalon? No, wait. Asara, is that you? Little annoyance. <laughs> Sam, get Tara out of danger. How the hell did you find out? S Sam told me about him. I didn't know it was you. You have got to leave. And I mean now. <laughs> no! What? Asara, look out! <laughs> no! Tara! Tara? I can't have your attention, Asara. Then no one can. You're mine, Asara. As is your little sidekick. You both belong to me. Tara? <gasps> Tara? No. No, Tara.
I'll be honest. Time became a blur after I lost you. I needed you and I failed you. More than I have ever failed another person. Noir tried to reach me. Sam tried to reach me, bless his heart. Even though I could tell he was suffering just as badly. I shut everyone out because I lost you. And I know you wouldn't have wanted that. I'm sorry. Yeah, I am so sorry, dear. Every day I think of you, it just feels just as raw as the day I lost you. I remember one night after you died, I must have been looking for a fight. And I got one. I found Obsidian's circle. His trusted advisors, a group of demons who were only marginally less intelligent than Lilith. They could fight. They could talk. And damn, they hurt like hell. It seemed so strange that I would just find them like that. Out in the streets. In a cluster. It was too easy. I passed out, sure that it was the end. That was gonna be it, there'd be no more. Maybe I forgot to mention. The night I went out was September 10th, 2001. Imagine what I found when I came to that morning. The only reason no one saw me on film was because of the chaos. I don't remember how many people I pulled out of my book. So much of it was a blur. I don't know, Tara. Could I have stopped it? Part of me insists that I could, which just makes the guilt unbearable and part of me knows I I can't be everywhere at once really I don't know that I would have even I don't think I would have been that fast for a long time I didn't think the pain would ever dull or even become something I could live with but despite my best efforts, the hours kept passing, the days kept coming and going, the world slowly began to move on. Six months passed before I left my apartment again. I wandered a city I didn't recognize anymore. And somehow, I wound up in a place I didn't expect to find. Just a minute. Hi, can I? Oh, Zara. 
Hey, Owen. Long time no see, huh? How long have you been out there? Just... Come on in, please. You're soaked to the bone. Sorry. Guess I forgot a jacket. Oh, yeah. Um, please, just wait there. Stand there just one second. To this day, I still have to wonder. If I hadn't gone to his apartment, if it was even his to begin with, if I hadn't been there, would I have been able to avoid everything that was coming? The storm that was about to blow overhead? Yeah, bollocks. Stupid, lousy power grid. There we go, sweetie. Huh, I don't think this is gonna work. You are pretty much soaked through. I, uh, lost track of time outside, and, uh... My apartment really isn't all that friendly right now. Ah, oh, look, you don't have to explain to me, Asara. I, I heard about your sister. I'm, I'm so sorry. How? Look, do us both a favor, and don't worry about the details. I'll do that, all right? I didn't mean for you to start worrying about me. Start? I haven't stopped worrying since you stopped calling. I didn't mean to. Everything just started to snowball. We all saw what happened. I don't need an explanation, Sara. Hell, honestly, I don't want one. Owen... Look, the important thing is that you came here. That's all that matters to me. You're safe. I'm, I'm fine with that. Now do us both a favor. Go and take a shower. I'll get you some clothes to lounge in for a little while, eh? No, I, I can't. I just... Go! I mean it! <sighs> I remember that shower being one of the most relaxed ones of my life. Talk about a false sense of calm. But I couldn't help it. Nothing else seemed to matter around Owen. I didn't have to be Avalon. I didn't have to be a wife, or sister, or mentor. I was just me. Maybe that was always the problem. <coughs> well, I've got this pair of old jeans. I think they're about your size. And a t-shirt for you. You didn't have to. If you're about to tell me I didn't have to, I might scoop you out of that shower myself. I am trying to help you. So would you just shut it and let me? <laughs> right. And uh, I've got a hot pot of tea on in the other room, so whenever you're ready. A smarter person would have left. Or at the very least, kept a healthy distance while their clothes dried. I was... Not what I did, though. Are you feeling any better? I hate being cold, personally. You can only put so much on before you start looking like that marshmallow man that storms through the streets. <laughs> ah, smile. Finally. I knew you had one in there somewhere. Come on, sofa's way more comfortable than my kitchen table.
You don't have a lot of furniture here, do you? Yeah, no need. I'm not here very often. I mean, you've heard me talk about my work. What makes you think an auditor who travels half the year is going to need comfy chairs? I just got so wrapped up in my life. I forgot how busy yours is. What is it with you and the apology tour? Asara, would you please stop? You didn't come here so you could just apologize to someone over and over again. If you wanted to do that, you could have gone to your ex. You're not looking for forgiveness, because I'm the last person who would give it to you. Forgiveness? Why, why would I? You told me your sister came to stay with you. I know you feel responsible for what happened, but you didn't kill her. And no matter who did, or if you think it might have been your fault, you cannot live your life being guilty. Guilt solves nothing. You have to come to terms with whatever you did or whatever you didn't do. And then you gotta move on. How close to the truth he was. I wish I'd seen it. I should have seen it. He didn't believe in guilt or remorse. It was almost like they were completely foreign to him. Yeah, but she moved because of me. Death comes to anyone, at any time, and there is not a damn thing you or I can do to stop it. All you have is the power to control your own life. Your own destiny. Within reason. There are always going to be forces you can't fight. Always going to be people you meet who will pull you off course and... Then you get yourself back on course. Or adapt to let those people remain within the path of your life. You're thinking way too much about this. You need to learn to just feel what you feel. And then act. Either act or don't. That's the problem. I did that and I ended up here. And I don't see how that's a problem. When... This was a bad idea. I shouldn't have come. Don't go. You can't go. What? (gasps) You and I know why you came here. I wish you'd just be honest with me, Asara. I can't. I don't mean about your life or, or what you really do. I don't care about that. I just... I can't get my mind off you. It's like I need to have you, have you here. Ever since I've met you, you felt the same pull I have. Just stop fighting it. Stop fighting me. Can't do that. I won't stop until you're mine. (sighs) It's hard to believe that after all the time I spent trying not to make mistakes. Trying to make sure that I was what people wanted me to be. It was in one of the biggest mistakes of my life that I finally realized who I was. What I was. I was the culmination of all my mistakes. I was unworthy. I had listened to the serpent. And I didn't care about Eden anymore.
featuring the voice talents of Catherine Pride as Asara Templari, David Alt as Sam Tyler, Leanne Brown as Leanne Matthews, Kristen Bays as Lilith, Chris Britton as Owen Locke, Sarah Rebecca as Tara Templari, and Jack Kalk as Chris Matthews. Written by Catherine Pride and Kristen Bays. Directed by Catherine Pride. Assistant Director Lynn Cullen. Story by Catherine Pride with Kristen Bays. Featuring Once Upon a Time, A Forgotten Promise, Moon Waltz, The Secret Passion, and Cradle Song by Zero Project. All other original music by Kevin McLeod. Produced by Pendant Productions. This production is copyright 2012, Pendant Productions. Genesis Avalon, created by Catherine Pride. Copyright 2012, Pendant Productions. For more information, visit PendantAudio.com. Thanks for listening. All change is not growth, just as all movement is not forward. Asara's tentative grip on her world begins to loosen. <laughs> Behold, Asara, I give you my Leviathan. And her mistakes finally take their ultimate toll. <laughs> I'm sorry. But as Asara truly falls from grace, you'll never expect what's coming next. Come here, demon! I haven't done anything. I... Ah! Camulus! Protector! No. No, no I don't... You have no right to bear the title of Avalon. I hereby strip you of the thread in your soul that the crone has woven. By the gods, I strip you of your mantle. Genesis Avalon, Episode 39. Here ends a new life. Asara's tale comes to its epic conclusion and ushers in the new year on January 30th, 2013. Only at PendantAudio.com.